Well, good morning. I'm hoping you got some uh, rest last night with the storms that came through the area. Boy, it was noisy for a while there, wasn't it, early this morning? Man, oh man. So a little more uh, precipitation for the lawns. We're just not going to get out of the uh, lawn mowing mode quite yet, I guess, huh? Another uh, dose of rain. They're saying maybe an inch and a half to two more inches of rain throughout the area here before it's all done uh, toward the end of the week here. So, And, you know, the temperatures, you look out there and you, it, it feels with the clouds, it feels like it's kind of like a fall day. But it's really going to warm up today, this afternoon forecast today, as uh, Tom has been talking about all morning. Going up to the 80s today, 82 for the high. And, uh, yeah, so a couple days here of some really, really nice weather. Temperatures uh, up near 80 degrees. So uh, we'll take that. The summer continues to hang on. Usually after the uh, Labor Day break, we're seeing uh, much, much cooler temperatures. But uh, back up to around 82 degrees here for the area. Good morning. I'm Dave Stout. It's great to have you with us here this morning on the WTKM Open Line Program. Um, Got a great lineup of, um, of of guests coming up this week. We'll uh, talk to John Lamb tomorrow. Horticulture, uh, we'll talk uh, coming up uh, later on about the fire department tomorrow. The folks in the fire department will be here. Uh, also, the city of Hartford uh, planning that on Thursday. Also, uh, the craft fair, the Holy Hill uh, Arts and Crafts Fair. Deb Holton from the Medical Center Foundation. So, a busy week of activities on your live and local radio station here, 104.9 WTKM. So, that's... Um, that is a uh, kind of a rundown of uh, some of the things that are coming up a little bit later on. And today we have uh, a couple of guests in the studio here making um, an appearance, talking a little bit about um, investments and retirement. It's um, Joe, uh, Paul Schaefer and uh, Joe Still, both from uh, Kowal Investment Group. Guys, good to see you this morning. How are you morning, doing? Dave. Good morning, Dave. Great to be here. Yeah. And Paul, you've got an exciting life going on. Now, tell us what's going on in your life right now. Oh, we're just um, in in between houses and moving, and it's been an exciting time. You yeah. Know, um, right when the kids are starting school, of yeah. course, you know that's when it has to be busy. So you're moving when the kids are going back to school. Yeah. You're a yeah, brave so, guy. How many kids? Yeah, three kids. Three kids. Yep, okay. Yep. Uh, all right. But they're they're all young. So the young uh, the oldest is uh, just in kindergarten. Okay. Um, okay. So if he all has right. to miss a day or two, it's, sure, it's not the end of the world. But still, three kids and making a move like that, man, that just can't be easy. So it's uh, interesting. So always uh, exciting life. Yes. But um, getting into the new place, you excited about that? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get settled and um, we've got all our stuff now. So just got to get it set up. It's got to get it set yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. It's fun part. Yep. Uh, and uh, good to talk to um, Joe Still. Joe, good to see you. How are you doing? How's your summer? I am doing great. Had a great summer. Uh, very uh, busy summer with three boys in uh, athletics. And uh, so I, my wife and I feel like taxi drivers most oh, of the time yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But uh, had a great summer. Fantastic. Well, it's good. Good to see both of you in the studio here today. So many things to talk about. Um, but let's uh, first open up the conversation, talk a little bit about Kowal Investment Group and what is Kowal Investment Group and uh, where are they located? How do they operate? Uh, maybe just a little bit of uh, information. You want to share that to start off, Paul? Sure. Yeah. Kowal Investment Group, uh, the retirement uh, planning specialist. We, um, you know, we, are, we focus on clients that are nearing and in retirement, help them uh, with their investments, help them uh, planning for retirement, where they're going to draw income to support them in retirement. And, um, you know, making sure that uh, when they're doing that, they're not paying too much in taxes. That's uh, one of the biggest things that separates people from their money in retirement is uh, being a little bit overly patriotic. So uh, we try to, you know, um, manage all those moving parts for our clients. You know, if there's insurance needs, long-term care, uh, you know, address anything that uh, the particular client needs um, to have addressed for their situation. 
You bet. And so much to know. You know, you talk to so many people that are out there at or near retirement and they're trying to figure it all out. Right. I mean, they're trying to figure it out, Joel. What's you know, what do they do next? What's the tax implications like Paul was talking about? You know, where do you go next? I mean, that's the big challenge. Right. So I guess sit down with you guys and figure out where you're at and where you need to go. Right. Yes, for sure. Uh, It's a very uh, complicated situation. If you think about it, when you have to make decisions, when do I take social security? Uh, if maybe I know pensions are, are kind of gone by the wayside, there's not a whole lot of pensions left, but maybe a client, uh, uh, an individual or family has to decide, do I, do I take a lump sum or do I take, um, an annuity, you know, making those decisions. Uh, as Paul mentioned before, looking at uh, medical insurance or, or long-term care, how do I protect uh, myself and, and my heirs from you know uh, those types of events if I have to go into a, a home or, or if something medically happens to me? Yeah. Uh, so tons of moving parts and decisions to make uh, in retirement, which is completely different than somebody in, in the accumulation phase, which is just working really hard and raising a family and working their best on saving that money and just sticking it away. Uh, that's why, you know, Jeff Kowal founded the business in 1987 and decided I wanted to focus, he wanted to focus on retirement planning and, um, and become retirement specialist. And that's, that's what, that's what we do at Kowal. Paul, are we saving enough for retirement in our country? Uh, I would say that, uh, the average person probably isn't, um, but also they're, they may not be thinking about how they're saving. You know, I'm, I'm saving 10% into my 401k. I'm good there, but, um, you know, all that money is going into their savings pre-tax. You know, there's Roth options, saving money after tax, outside of uh, retirement plans. It, it, it makes sense for people to have savings in, in different, what I call taxable buckets. Um, so we help our clients, you know, that aren't retired, nearing retirement, um, you know, make those decisions as well uh, while they're still working. Um, but it, yeah, as Joe said, uh, it, Jeff Kowal started the business in 87. Uh, since then, you know, we've built it. He's built a great team. You know, we have uh, 25 employees now, uh, multiple locations. Our, our main office is in uh, Waukesha, uh, but we also have locations in Middleton, Port Washington, um, our newest location in Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we have multiple locations depending on um, where our clients live that uh, we'll meet them. And, um, you know, so it's it's becoming more and more convenient to meet with us. Um, and we're happy to, to you know, to, to talk to anybody if, uh, if they'd like to give us a call um, or visit our website to request a meeting. Um, our phone number is 262-522-4040. Otherwise, it's thekowal, K-O-W-A-L, way.com. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, website here, too. Really nice website. A lot of information up on there, too. And uh, so you can go on to uh, thecoalway.com and looking at it if you have. Uh, and uh, I guess I guess the rule of thumb is at or near retirement, you've accumulated at least $750,000 in retirement assets. Um, you will like to talk to uh, folks in that uh, position in their life. So they can help you. Coal Investment Group can help you uh, translate your goals into actionable steps, build your uh, nest egg and consolidate your assets, transition into life's next stage uh, the way you've uh, always envisioned. Um, and also Barron's too, winning those Barron's financial uh, 12, top uh, 1,200 financial advisors five years in a row, uh, 2014 to 2018, right? Yeah, and I, I was going to mention um, we're very proud to be on that list. And it really speaks to 
the people that we have within the organization and the process that we've put in place to take care of our clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our group is, is uh, passionate about uh, financial services and retirement planning, and they're passionate about helping people. And, uh, and then we also always put our clients' int- interests first over our own. We are operating as a fiduciary, and we've operated as a fiduciary since day one. Um, and that's a very important piece. You know, I know Jeff, when he founded the business in 87, said if we put our clients' interests first, and we always do that, we'll be successful, and yeah. that'll come. Talking fiduciary, for people maybe not familiar with that, that's uh, you handle people's uh, business and you handle their personal finance and it's like it's your own, right? I mean, you take it on as kind of as it's your own, correct? I mean, isn't that the term? Explain that. Right. I guess an example would be um, the investments we we choose are solely to help that client in their situation, help grow the account. Um, We don't uh, work on commission where we're calling you and we're making a recommendation and you're wondering, well, is he calling me because he's going to get a commission out of that? Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, we work as fiduciaries. Anything we do for our clients is for, in their, for their best interest and to make their portfolio or, or situation better. The uh, Secure Act retirement bill and the changes likely to happen uh, with retirement account rules, one of the things I want to talk about with you today, and uh, Congress now coming back from summer recess starting today, so the Senate will probably uh, take that up. They're thinking in, in the coming months, <clears throat> excuse me, the last uh, um, – time they uh, re- really uh, looked at that was maybe what toward the end of the last session and now the conversation has turned to maybe seeing if they can get that pl- uh, passed the secure uh, act yeah, retirement the, bill let's talk about that the, bill so a the bit. secure act um it's 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 timely because it's it's going to be uh, likely a bill that uh comes into law and it's going to have some uh, pretty major changes to retirement plans um for individuals but um congress um you know, they're on the verge of passing the SECURE Act. It's, it stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement. Um, and, and it passed the House earlier in the year. Uh, overwhelming support, bipartisan. Uh, it passed you know, 417 to 3. So there's a good chance that the Senate, when they take it up, now that they're back in session, are going to pass it. Um, but there's some major changes. Uh, one, you know, there's incentives for small business owners to um, implement retirement plans and uh, get more people automatically enrolled in uh, the, the retirement plans. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it relates to IRAs uh, and people in retirement for their accounts, um, it's likely going to re- increase the age that you're required to take money out of your IRA or 401k. Right now it's age 70 and a half where you're forced to take out uh, what's called a required minimum distribution every year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're likely going to update that to 72 is when you're first required to take money out. Um, they're going to repeal the maximum age that you can contribute to a traditional IRA. Right now, that is also 70 and a half. But the thought is people are living longer. They want to encourage people to save. So eliminate that cap so people can, if they're working longer, can continue to contribute to their plans. Um, but th- another uh, big thing is when you inherit an IRA, if you're not a spouse, so you know, your parent passes away, you inherit their IRA. Right now, you can take money out of that account over your lifetime. You know, there's required amounts that you need to take out, but it's kind of based on your life expectancy. Mm-hmm. So you can really keep that account intact, stretch it out a long time. They're going to likely eliminate that 
for okay. non-spouse beneficiaries. So if you inherit an IRA uh, from somebody other than your spouse, you'll have to take that money out likely over 10 years is what they've been uh, proposed. Okay. Um, which that's going to impact uh, the planning for a lot of individuals. And um, it may just be for, for newly inherited accounts, but we'll have to see if, you know, people that currently have those are grandfathered in. Um, but we're monitoring that for our clients and um, anybody that's impacted. You know, that's the kind of thing we do for our clients is make sure that changes like this are integrated into their plan. So based on your experience, which you guys have done working with people as long as you have, um, do you think eliminating that age restriction is a good move? Do you think that's a smart move? It's a, it's a start, yeah. I mean, um, you know, for, for individuals that may, maybe don't need to take out that money, well, they're mm-hmm. right now they're forced to take it out starting at age 70 and a half, and mm-hmm. they're forced to pay taxes on it. You know, it gives them a, a couple more years to plan. And, um, but we've definitely seen our clients living a lot longer. And, um, you know, if, if, if it helps keep their retirement accounts intact longer, you know, it's probably uh, overdue. Yeah, and I, I would add to that just, you know, people in general being healthier, living longer. Right. Uh, some people choose to to find a part-time job or something that they really enjoy doing. Uh, once they retire, not because of the money necessarily, mm-hmm. um, but more importantly, because this is what they enjoy doing. And, and that gives them the ability to just take this money and, and add it, you know, mm-hmm. add it to their IRA or, or save it a little bit if they don't need it. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Talking to uh, Paul Schaefer and Joe Stale from uh, Coal Investment Group. Uh, the website, if you want to get in touch with them, it's uh, easy to remember. The Kowal, K-O-W-A-L way. The Kowal way. And um, an easier way to get in touch with them, too, is uh, give them a phone call. The number is 262-522-4040. They work with folks that are at or near retirement who have accumulated at least $750,000 in retirement assets. Several locations, too. You guys make it easy to get in touch with you. Waukesha on Bussey Road, also Port Washington great location remember when that opened um it seems like yesterday madison also the middleton area too and also mount pleasant racine uh area too so that uh, is easy way to do that and you're on the socials too right you're kowal at kowal underscore invest right on twitter twitter handle correct yeah we're on linkedin and facebook also so okay. uh if you have a chance, connect with us uh, if you're on social media we post a lot of really good content on uh, retirement planning topics on market updates and things. We also do the market updates, um, you know, on, on WISN 1130, uh, on a weekly basis. Um, but we, we also post information on our social media sites. All right. So sounds good. So let's uh, jump back in and talk a little bit, uh, finalize our conversation here about the Secure uh, Act retirement bill passes the House with the bipartisan support there, too. Where do you think this is going to go once the uh, once the uh, the uh, Senate, the bill, the House, rather, uh, Congress gets back in session here today? Where well, think, the, yeah, the Senate has a lot on their um, on their plate for this uh, session. Um, but because this bill or this act had uh, so much bipartisan support in the House, it's likely going to be taken up and likely passed in some form. Uh, there might be some uh, minor changes this year. So before the end of the year, um, there's likely going to be some changes in retirement rules. If um, if you're nearing that uh, uh, 70-year-old uh, mark or you know, you're still thinking you're you're working and thinking about contributing to an IRA or inheriting an IRA. Um, there's going to be some changes that impact you. 
Uh, biggest potential revenue loser? Is there are there uh, some losses, potential revenue losses with this, and and also the uh, potential uh, uh, tax trap for parents too? Are those issues, any issues there? Uh, well. Increasing the RMD age from 70 and a half to 72 um, is a revenue loser for the government. You know, they're not getting the tax uh, money from people being forced to pull that money out of their accounts, um, which is why they're eliminating that stretch IRA, inherited IRA um, uh, distribution that we talked about. When you inherit an IRA, if it's a non-spouse, you know, you're forced to take that money out quicker. The government's going to, you know, get their money faster and tax revenue from that. So they're kind of offsets. And I'll make a point there. Uh, I have an example. My my mother, uh, actually, my my number one client, uh, my mother and father. My mother came to me uh, probably a month ago, and she said, "You know, a friend of mine just in conversation over coffee was was talking about some bill that's you know lo- likely going to be passed, and it says if you don't spend your IRA, you know, the government will will basically take your money." And I. Of course, I kind of chuckled, but at the same time, I said there's a lot of confusion out there um, where people might read an article and misinterpret it. Um, so just to be clear, as what Paul is talking about is just changing the rules a little bit on when you have to take that money out as a beneficiary. Okay. Um, it's still your money. Um, you know, IRAs that are pre-tax, that uh, the government is going to get their money eventually, um, and they're going to force you to take that money out, but they're you know, just to distinguish, um, there haven't been any major changes to the actual um, IRA itself. It's just the rules around when the government's going to start taking that mo- uh, their tax money out of that, um, and the provisions for your heirs that would inherit that, okay. having to uh, uh, not being able to stretch that out over their lifetime and having to take it out most likely over a ten-year period. So much to know. There right? is one. There was one uh, small item in the bill. If it uh, if it gets passed in its current form, it will uh, become law for uh, for younger listeners that have IRAs. Uh, there's a provision in there now where if you ha- uh, the, for the birth of a child or for an adoption, um, you can pull money out of your IRA penalty free. No, you'd still have to pay taxes on it, uh, but it's a way to access money if you you know need to, you know, furnish your nursery or have higher expenses from the birth of a child where you could access that money without a penalty. Uh, it's not law yet, but if it is passed, uh, that might still be in there uh, later this year. That'd be almost in for a hardship case, right? Like I a mean, hardship. Because yep. you really don't want to touch your 401k, your IRAs, right? I mean, you want to kind of leave those. I mean, those are, right. you know. It those... would be similar to uh, for like a first-time home buyer. Right. There's a provision that you can access the money without penalty. Okay. It would be similar to that where okay. you might not want to, but if you need to, it's in there. So that is, you know, could have um, put the parents in tax trouble the following year, right? I mean... Right. If you're yeah. not paying attention and you you know do it without knowing all the um, repercussions and <laughs> how it's going to impact you, yeah, you could wind up in a little bit of trouble. Right. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons, obviously, we stay on top of this information is to be proactive and to start having these conversations with our clients um, as we meet with them on a regular basis, at least a couple of times a year, to say, okay, um, you know, we might need to think about looking at a few of these things to change our plans based on, um, you know, those potential changes that are coming up. Uh, so it's, it's, it's very important that, um, you know, if you have questions about 
uh, your IRA and, and when you have to start taking distributions and um, how to set up an estate plan to pass that along to your heirs, uh, give our office a call and we'll help facilitate, um, you know, uh, getting you some answers. If we need to get an attorney involved, we'll do that. We're not obviously practicing attorneys, but sure. um, there, there could be some um, estate planning changes that need to be made if, if this SECURE Act does get passed into law. So when will we know? It's Who knows when they're going to take this up? I mean, are there any plans for this, uh, Paul, right now? It's, or? All indications are later this year. Okay. So Before Christmas? If, before the Christmas break on like, November 1st? You never just, know just, with just Congress. Kidding, just kidding. <laughs> never know. Before the Christmas break on October 1st <laughs> for the yeah. last three months of the year? Just kidding. Um, so we'll have to wait and find out yeah. what happens uh, with that. So the Secure Act Retirement Bill... Um, Passed the House. Now it's got a pretty strong bipartisan support, so we'll have to see where it goes uh, from this point on. So that is the um, the uh, Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act of 2019. Uh, as you say, it passed 417 to uh, 3, so it's in pretty good shape, there, at least um, going through the House, right? If if the, uh, the two sides are going to agree on anything, it might be this. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with more in just a minute here. Uh, folks want to get in touch with you, uh, Coal Investment Group. What's the best way to do that? Uh, best number to give us uh, our office call. Uh, you'll likely uh, be, talk to Heather, um, who's great, and she can help uh, set up a meeting with an advisor or uh, get some preliminary answers uh, to see if a meeting makes sense for you. But uh, give us a call at the office, 262-522-4040. Or you can message us if you visit our website. Um, you could message for more information, uh, www.thecowalway.com. Back with more in just a minute. We're talking with Paul Schaefer and Joe Steele from Kowal Investment Group on WTKM. Now, WTKM-FM Hartford welcomes Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Kowal Investment Group's visit today is a paid presentation of Kowal Investment Group. The information and opinions expressed are solely those of Kowal Investment Group and not Thomson Media LLC, owner WTKM, its management, or employees. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Kowal Investment Group, LLC, is not a registered broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Now here's your host for today's retirement talk, WTKM's Dave Stout. All right. Thank you, Ernie. Appreciate it. 1027. Now we continue on in our program and uh, our guests uh, joining us in the studio from Coal Investment Group is Paul Schaefer and Joe Still. Great to have both you guys uh, here today. We're talking about many issues. The first one was the Secure Retirement Act. We talked a little bit about that. Um, and today we want to dig in a little bit on a couple of things. We want to talk uh, shortly about how the economy is doing right now and uh, but first, let's talk about um, one of the things that you guys probably never want to hear. You want to work hard so you never have to hear this in any of your conversations. Um, a topic of when to fire your advisor. Paul and Joe, what do you guys think? Yeah, you, you don't say that, right, Dave? You, def <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't want to hear that from a client. Yeah. But, you know, I, when I saw this article in the Kiplinger's magazine uh, and, and then read it, I was obviously very interested when I read the title and then I read the article and um, it it gives some really great advice uh, for individuals out there um, that are working with an advisor that, you know, is not really meeting their needs. And I also, all the points that they're making really speaks to our group and our process. And I thought, wow, this is why we have a process, why we have 
you know, uh, good communication with our clients, uh, why we're transparent with our fees and everything. So um, I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about this because there are a lot of, honestly, you know, there's probably what, 300,000 advisors out there. So there's a lot of bad advisors that just aren't doing a good job. And if if you're one of those individuals today and you're listening, uh, obviously give our office a call. But if we look at this article, um, when to fire your advisor, uh, the example they give to start the article is uh, a husband and wife in their you know late 50s looking to retire and they go to their advisor with the question of you know could you show us and give us a comfort level show us the numbers give us a comfort level that we have enough to retire we're worried about running out of money and we're worried that our nest egg isn't big enough uh, to be able to retire and the advisor's response is you know trust me you'll be fine. Yeah. So Mm. just an awful response to that question. Uh, Of course you, you should be able to, as an advisor, go through that process and show your client the numbers and show them a retirement cash flow that says, yes, you don't have to worry because here's the money you have. And here's the cash flow that we're going to, uh, uh, put together for you. That's going to show you the probability of success for your retirement. So, but, but, but shouldn't, shouldn't she know how in, in the story here, Holly, she's 58 years old. She wanted the advisor to show her how to put the pot of money would hold up once they started drawing it from retirement. Shouldn't she know that? I mean, if she's working with an advisor, if I'm working with you guys, wouldn't you guys sit me down and say, okay, here's where it's going to come from. Here's where it's going to go. You've got this lifestyle. Shouldn't, shouldn't she know that? Shouldn't she have to why should she have to call him and say, well, I'm worried about our retirement. I mean, shouldn't she have that comfort level? Exactly. She should, if she's working with a, uh, an advisor an advisory group that specializes in retirement planning. Um, you know, she might be working with an advisor that really specializes just in investments and doesn't do retirement or financial planning. A seller selling Uh, things. Yes, exactly. And you know what, you know, that advisor might not want to do that and might not want to be in that space. And right. so, you know, you might need to make a change. And that's one of the, they, they, they give six signs of it's time when it's time to make a change, uh, for, for individuals. And if you, one of those is your situation changes. Mm-hmm. So we talked earlier about, you know, the accumulation phase, if you're young and you're, you have a family and you're just working on generating income and putting it away, you have different needs than somebody that's you know, in retirement or very close to retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if your if your situation changes, it might be time to look at uh, with this new situation. Do I have an advisor that is meeting my needs? Mm-hmm. Um, the the point. Uh, so so definitely, if you're nearing or in retirement, um, and you're not with an advisor that specializes in retirement, you're going to want to look at. Uh, making a change and, and certainly give our office a call at two six two five two two forty forty, and we can set up an appointment to review your situation and see if we can help. Can, um, we, can we go through the steps? I think I'm just uh, while you're talking here and I read it a little earlier, there's some great, uh, some great yeah. t- tips in here and we've cre- already credited Keplinger's personal finances as the source of this. So we're not stealing anything, but um, tell us maybe, you know, no chemistry. Uh, if you just don't like the advisor, find one that you do like, but yeah. it's great advice. Yeah. It, right? it, it's, it's interesting because that seems like a no brainer, right? Uh, but it happens all the time. Uh, whether it's, um, you know, a, a, 
an advisor that maybe your parents worked with that you kind of started working with, but you don't really like. And people sit in these situations and avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and life is too short not to work with people you like. Right. Yeah. And we, we say that to our prospective clients all the time. Not, and we say this, we're not trying to be arrogant. We just, life is too short. We want to work with people we like. So that's why we go through a process of discovery to get to know the individual or the family to say, are we a good fit? Sure. Um, and, and honestly, you know, we're not going to pretend that we're the right fit for every single person. You know, we're, we're not. Sure. Um, but that's why we go through that process to get to know them. So that, that's Paul, a very important point. Paul, in 2017, you know, I may have sat down with my advisor and put together a plan. It's 2019, and I'm thinking to myself, what did I do? I mean, should should you have as part of the plan of working with an advisor an annual meeting with them or semi-annual meeting with them and kind of say, okay, here's where we're at with stuff. And so I at least I'm going into 2019 now having a good idea or 2020 knowing what I own and how it's working for me and if, if it's working for me. Because you guys got to watch these portfolios, right? And know oh, what's yeah. working uh, and what's if not. If your last meeting with your advisor was in 2017, Dave, you should come talk to us because a lot's changed since then. Okay. Um, you know, the tax law came into effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, that changed um, kind of a lot of people's plans, a lot of our clients' plans and what they're doing. Um, but we try to meet with our clients at least annually, um, many times uh, twice a year. Um, but you know, even if, um, even if there's things going on in your life that don't seem like major changes that impact your retirement accounts, it could, you know, there could be new grandkids, there could have been a death in the family, even if it's a a death of, um, somebody outside of your immediate family, um, there could be inheritances or other things to be aware of. Um, so sometimes life gets in the way and, and you don't really realize that it's a, a planning um, item. So regular discussions and contact with an advisor is definitely helpful to make sure that you're not overlooking something. Joe, the um, next uh, number two on the list of six here is the advisor is cagey about compensation. Yes, that's that's a very important uh, uh, sign. What, do, what does that, that mean? That if, if your advisor, if you don't understand as a client, you have an advisor, if you don't understand exactly what you pay your advisor and how they get paid, uh, that's an issue. Uh, it should be fully transparent. Um, and and within, within our process, we, we let everyone know right off the bat, here's how we get paid. Um, and here's the, you know, the, the amount of money that... Um, that you're going to pay us on an annual basis. We do it in a percentage, but we also break it down, you know, in, in actual dollars and explain to them how, how we get compensated. We want there to be full transparency. So our clients understand what they're paying us. And most importantly, we explain the value that we're providing. And if they don't feel like they're getting the value, then they should look elsewhere, you know? Um, and we consider that our job as advisors to be able to educate and inform our clients on, how they're paying us, what they're paying us, and the value that they're getting in return for that. So if you're representing my money in retirement, I send you a, I make a call to you and I send, or send you an email. Like, Paul, how, when should I expect to hear back from you? Uh, same day or w- within a day for sure. Um, and uh, a lot of times, you know, if, if we're in meetings that aren't available, we also have additional help in our office, um, that, uh, client service associates that help advisors um, follow up on, on day-to-day things that come up. So, you know, if, if you need a response the same day, you're going to get a response the same day. 
So if someone has an advisor that they call and they don't hear back from them within 24 hours and maybe a week goes by and they still haven't heard back, you need to be thinking about somebody else then maybe, right? I mean, is that where you guys are at? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, you, if you call our office, you're going to get somebody on the line immediately. If, if you email, um, it, it's going to likely be the same day, maybe the next day if there's, you know, if you email us in the afternoon and there, we have meetings, but... Um, you know, you're always going to get a hold of somebody. And I, you know, I think that's important uh, because things come up unexpected and, you know, you may have questions about your accounts and investments. Yeah. No, no good relationship will last without open and honest communication. Sure. Like a marriage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you think about that, you know, it's the way it is. Reading from the uh, Kiplinger's personal finance article, when to fire your advisor with uh, Paul Schaefer and Joe Still from Coal Investment Group here. If you're just joining us, I'm Dave Stout. Good to have you with us here on the, uh, Open line program, 1037. Next item on here, your portfolio is at, is off track. Any money manager can have a bad year, even Warren Buffett. And before you dump an advisor because of poor returns, make sure you're comparing apples to apples, right? With that, tell, let's talk Correct. about that. And, and as Paul mentioned, the majority uh, of our clients, we see a couple of times a year and we go through a formal uh, planning meeting or re- planning review with them. Part of that planning review is to look at their portfolio. And we look at their portfolio to see how their portfolio is performing. Um, Does it still uh, align with the client's needs? How is it performing against the benchmark? Uh, And we we create a custom benchmark to make sure we're comparing apples to apples. And then if it's underperforming, uh, we talk about that. Mm -hmm. And we we work with uh, our the fund companies that we have within those those models to understand if there's a underperforming fund we're going to understand uh meet with them to understand why that's underperforming and we have to be- become comfortable with their answers or we might be making a change within that fund mm-hmm. um you know so we're having those same conversations with our clients to say you know hey we're having a great year. I know 2017, it was a good year for everyone. Um, but you know, this particular year, uh, there might be a sector that we have within our portfolio that is underperforming a little, and it's just a short term thing. So we might have that conversation. We'll have that conversation with our client to explain, Hey, we have a diversified portfolio and one sector of our portfolio is underperforming, but we're not going to change our whole strategy because of that. But getting back to the, the article, you need to have active conversations with your advisor so you understand exactly what you own and why you own it. And then that will help you under, uh, be able to evaluate how how is it doing. Mm-hmm. And if your advisor is not doing that and leading that conversation, then you need to look at making a change. Should your advisor be calling you on a regular basis, getting in touch with you semi-annually or annually at least minimum to get in touch with you and set up a meeting with you? Is that is that typical in the industry? I don't know if it's typical in the industry, but it's it's definitely typical in our office. Um, you know, if there's a planning item that needs to be addressed or followed up on between meetings, um, we definitely make a point to reach out. Um, but w- when a client comes in to meet with us, when they're leaving, we want to make sure that we're trying to schedule the next appointment so they always know that they're on our schedule. We're always going to be uh, looking ahead to make sure that, um, you know, we're meeting with them regularly and taking care of them. Um, so, yeah, there, there should definitely be multiple points of contact throughout the year. 
So what's the moral of the story on this one? What did Holly, 58-year-old Holly, finally decide to do? We don't know, I guess, right? She just uh, this came up with the uh, tips and ideas and things that she came through, um, went through with um, trying to figure out. Um, she, she actually made a change. She made a change. She made a change. Okay. Oh, yeah, she did. She, okay. Uh, the example in the article, she actually uh, got a recommendation from, I think, somebody at work or a friend of hers. Um with their advisor that had a really good experience okay. and, and that, you know, honestly, that's how we receive a lot of our, um, uh, new clients is through referrals. referrals. It's probably the sure, best way sure. uh, to receive, um, you know, a, a new client because they come in understanding and having some trust built already there that, that we have a good process and, uh, you know, they, they had a good recommendation from somebody they really trust. That is uh, When to Fire Your Advisor, a money management article in uh, Kepler's uh, Personal Finance. So some uh, some great advice in there. What's the mood out there in the country right now, would you say, with people that have money invested uh, <clears throat> in the market or in the, um, you know, whatever and they're invested in, gold, whatever things are invested in? What's what's the mood out there across the country, guys? What are you thinking? Yeah, we, we talked a little earlier offline. There's there's a bit of a wall of worry out there right now. Uh, if you if you're busy going through your life and you know the only time you have to get updated on financial uh, items is just to listen to the media a little bit here and there, hmm. um, you're probably going to be worried. You know because you hear the talk about a recession. You hear the talk about you know next year we have a a, a presidential election coming up. Uh, what happens if, you know, the current administration loses and there's a new administration coming in, how's that going to affect the economy? So people are worried. Um, and, uh, and it just, it, it doesn't really line up. If you look at the numbers of our economy, we're in pretty darn good shape right now. Uh, we're continuing to grow. Uh, our, our gross domestic product is growing at, you know, 2% plus. Uh, and that's, that's pretty darn good. If you mm-hmm. look at the consumer these days, the consumer's in great shape. Yeah. Uh, wages are up. Um, you know, gas is oil has stayed low. So, so that's a boost to the economy and, and consumers are spending money, uh, which, you know, drives about 70% of our economy. So if you look at the, the numbers and the data, uh, it really supports, uh, you know, that our economy is in good shape right now. So. Brian Westbury is a um, chief economist for First Trust, and he always uh, writes uh, great articles. And through the years when uh, Aaron Cole has come on, we've always talked about him, and Aaron's met him and knows him and, 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 and uh, talks a lot about that. He wrote a great article with Labor Day a week ago. He talks about Labor Days. We're going to take a quick break, and after that, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about that uh, uh, article, fascinating article, just not that long, but I think it's worthwhile for our listeners at WTKM to hear really what's going on out there because you turn on any source of media that's out there um the president didn't polish his shoes well enough his (laughs) hair was out of place when he was in it just the guy can't do anything right for the mainstream media in our country i don't know so we'll talk about really what's really going on in the economy out there and and i think this uh, story from westbury is pinpoint right on we'll talk about that in just a minute we're talking with paul schaefer and joe still from um coal investment group phone number to reach you guys uh best way to do paul Give us a call at 262-522-4040 or uh, online, uh, thekowalway.com. All right. Sounds good. Take a quick break. Back with more in just a minute here on 104.9 WTKM. 
Clouds today, high around 82 degrees. Then for tonight, mainly cloudy, yet 66. Clouds are going to stick around for a while. Rain in the forecast here the next couple days or so. 70% chance tomorrow, high 74. Then on Thursday, showers, thunderstorms likely in the afternoon, high around 76. Right now, it is warming up, but not much. 70 here at WTKM. We're talking with uh, Paul Schaefer and Joe Still with us from Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists, and it's uh, the Kowal way dot com or you can call 522-4040 area code 262 and uh, talk with them set up an appointment get together with them at uh, coal investment group they'd love to get together and talk with you at any one of their locations they're they're all over the place here waukesha and bussy road also port washington also middleton madison area uh, phoenix location also the uh, mount pleasant racine location there too at uh, coal investment group again 522-4040 for more information. And joining us this morning, Paul Schaefer and Joe Still. Guys, let's talk a little bit about the economy. One of the things that I find most interesting is is that we've got a phenomenal economy going in the country right now, and you would never know it listening to the media. Why is that? Um, well, the um, kind of the big headline issues lately have been, you know, trade and the tariffs and, and some of the things going on overseas. Um, so, you know, the underlying strength of the U.S. economy and the labor market uh, seems to be overlooked and unappreciated. And, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that is going to keep the U.S. economy in a lot better shape and uh, health than if you look overseas into Europe and Japan and China. Um, but, you know, First Trust is a, a company that we work with closely with our investments, and their chief economist had a great piece around Labor Day, uh, Brian Westbury. And it, it, he kind of dives into looking at the labor market and how strong it really is compared to, you know, the past. Um, you know, the unemployment rate is at its lowest level since the late 60s. Um, you know, job growth remains uh, strong. Wage growth is generally accelerating and getting better. Um, but in April, May, unemployment rate was 3.6%. Over the summer uh, through last uh, month, it's at 3.7%. Amazing. It, right? So it, it's, it's so strong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, it, very strong market. The, you know, the last time it was actually lower than that was late 1969 uh, when it was 3.5%. Um, one thing people, you know, mention now is, well, we have a low unemployment rate, but the participation rate, the number of people in the workforce is lower than it has been. Well, in 1969, when the unemployment was 3.5%, the participation rate was actually 60%, mm. and now it's 63 So, you know, relative to that former period when unemployment was this low, still looking pretty good now. Um, but under the surface, the unemployment rate for workers without a high school degree, uh, black unemployment rate, Hispanic unemployment rate, uh, those rates have never been lower. We're at all-time records for uh, rates. So uh, under the surface, the market's even stronger than it might appear from the headline numbers. So you know, bottom line, the U.S. is in really good shape, even if, you know, the trade uncertainty and tariffs take longer to uh, to be addressed. Um, it's going to take a lot to really knock the U.S. economy off a course of steady growth and and uh, really just overall health. We, you know, the tax cuts a couple years ago, those are still um, in effect and uh, really helping out the, the U.S. corporation, which you know, flows through to the worker and they can em employ more people if they're not paying as much in taxes. Do you think we'll see another tax cut yet? Well, Trump is in office. 
Well, there are definitely some uh, spending issues and, and deficits that need to be worked out. I don't know if uh, there's going to be the political willpower to pass another tax cut mm-hmm. uh, or make the personal tax rates permanent at their lower level, but um, we'll have to see. I think um, they definitely have to f- repair and fix the, the deficit issue before they can look at that, probably to get through a, a Congress that um, you know is now divided, Yeah, but we'll see. I just read today, uh, Joe, that we've already spent a trillion dollars in 2019. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. we just can't stop spending. Right, right. I mean, and, man. you know, obviously, as Paul mentioned, you know, there, we need to, there need, needs to be some reform there yeah. to curtail that spending. But, but at the same time, uh, we've gotten our economy going again. Right. And if you, if you, if you break it down to, you know, our country is like a business, um, if, if you're going to continue to increase spending, man, you have to get revenues going, right, yeah. and grow those revenues. So that's that's a good thing. And, you know, we're getting questions uh, from a lot of our clients as we sit down for reviews about, you know, they're worried. Are we going into a recession? Again, because they're hearing that on the media. Mm-hmm. But the people we follow, the Westberries and, and, you know, some other uh, analysts and economists that we follow, they're all saying the same thing. Look mm-hmm. at the data. We don't feel like a recession is coming anytime soon, bar- barring some sort of black swan type of event that would drive us there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're chugging along, doing pretty well in our economy right now. The media loves to talk about the inverted yield curve. The 10-year rate of, for bonds is at one level and the 30-year is at a lower level. And so it's inverted. You know, it looks like a little slow, slow, like little mound, right? Kind of like that, right? Yeah, I mean, typically lo- uh, interest rates for you know a 10-year bond or 30-year bond generally should be higher than you know somebody One year, borrowing year. three yeah. months out right um, right now it's not it's inverted like you said um, but but there's a lot going on in the in the bond market you know it's it's generally a sign of lower growth yeah. possibly recession um, but because we're in a global economy now right. you know you have interest rates in Europe and Japan that are actually negative. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to even get your head around what that means. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're essentially getting paid to borrow money, which you know, doesn't seem like a healthy long term uh, situation. But there's kind of compression, you know, uh, in interest rates globally. And, uh, you know, we have people from overseas buying our bonds, which pushes up prices and pushes down the interest rate um, because they're trying to get you know, a return on their money, which they're not getting in their home country. So there's a lot of uh, different dynamics going on there, but it's not necessarily a sign that recession is um, on the horizon, but it it could mean lower growth, but it could also be kind of that um, financial just uh, situation from such lower rates overseas. You know how I gauge it, guys? Drive up and down Highway 60 in here. How many signs say help wanted? That's all. That's all I gauge it. I mean, go go west of Hartford out here on Highway 60 and look at all the signs out there. Signing bonus, whatever, thousand right. dollars for the first year. Stay three years, you get ten. That whatever. I mean, it's uh, it, you can't find people. And that's also right. why there is a general acceleration in the uh, the rate of growth in wages, is because it's harder to find good people to fill these positions. Right. Um, which you know, if businesses need to pay a little bit more for their employees, well, that's you know, higher wages to the employees. So, you know, they're going to be spending and, you know, the, the U S consumer definitely has always been good about spending their money. So, you know, that's why we think that, um, the U S is a little bit insulated from, uh, some of these problems internationally. 
I think the uh, China trade deal is going to get worked out, don't you guys think? I mean, it, it, sooner than later? A- absolutely. Yeah. Uh, China has a lot more to lose yeah. than we do. Uh, yeah. We have the leverage here. Uh, they cannot wait until next year to get this deal done. Right. You know, there are companies already moving out production out of China, yeah. moving to places like Vietnam and, and yeah. other countries um, where, you Japan, know. Japan. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. You know, you look at that deal, it's kind of a lousy deal that we've been under with China, right? I mean, you peel back a couple layers of the onion and say, that's a lousy, we're paying a lot more to get their goods into our country than they're paying to take our goods into their, but we need to also at the same time, you know, take care of our farmers and get our goods, get our corn going in that direction, whatever we need to go in that direction, right? I mean, make sure that the farmers uh, get they get their farewell due too, right? I mean, get their... Oh, sure. I mean, 10, 20 years ago, um, you know, China economy was much smaller. So even though, um, you know, the different, um, you know, trade deals that we have with them aren't, aren't the best, we were still getting very cheap products and it it worked out. But now the Chinese economy has grown. They're not a a small economy anymore. They're more established. Um, long-term it, it makes sense to, to work some issues out, but it's hard, you know, um, yeah, because you know, decades of history there, so yeah, right. you know, it's and, not easy. And when you have to make uh, when you have to make these hard decisions to put a better deal in place, you know, in the short term, there's going to be some people that are going to be hurt by that, unfortunately, and we'd never like to see that. But a little bit of short term pain for for a lot of long term gain. Gain is good. Yeah. Guys, uh, we're out of time, but great to, so great to see both of you, uh, Paul Schaefer and uh, Joe Steele. People want to get in touch with you. Best way to do that, let's talk a little bit about that. The Retirement Specialist at uh, Colwall, contact information and uh, who you work with. Yeah, uh, you know, if you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets and are looking for help with retirement planning, uh, give our office a call at 522-4040. Uh, or visit our website at thecowalway.com, and we'll get you on our schedule and sit down for what we call our discovery meeting to get to know each other and understand your situation, bring you up to speed on our process and how we do things. And, uh, uh, yeah, we'd love to help you. Some great information, too, on your website, too. Lots of tabs on here, lots of things to click and uh, uh, talk about, you know, what is, you hear about Bitcoin, what is Bitcoin? Uh, remember the movie Groundhog Day? That's a great article. I read that one that you guys have. But, uh, you know, so many things to uh, know and so many things to learn on the um, on the website, too, information there. But uh, just as easy to do. How about the socials, too? Social media? Yep. We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, okay. uh, posting a lot of content on those sites, uh, retirement planning related, market related, uh, just general market updates. So absolutely visit us on social media uh, to get up to speed on uh, any retirement related topic. Good to see both of you guys. Thanks for coming Great in to today. See you, Dave. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Just spending a little time with us today. Talk a little bit about, uh, boy, the uh, articles that you brought up today were just uh, fantastic and very eye-opening, too, especially the one where you talk about the economy. You just never hear that information anywhere from anybody. I'm glad you would be able to bring it forward. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That is uh, Paul Schaefer and Joe still with us here on WTKM. Kowal Investment Group's visit today was a paid presentation of Kowal Investment Group. The information and opinions expressed are solely those of Kowal Investment Group and not Tom. 
Thompson Media LLC, owner WTKM, its management, or employees. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Coal Investment Group, LLC, is not a registered broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. To contact Coal Investment Group, call 262-522-4040. This is WTKM-FM Hartford, saluting tailor-made floors in Jackson, our local business of the day. WTKM.